Welcome to another episode of Interview You. This is your host, Louis Sean, and I'm so excited to have uh, my special guest on the show today, Tamara Stocks. How you doing there? I am wonderful. <laughs> Man, um, just really excited to have you on. I know I've been kind of keeping in contact, you know, especially virtually, um, you know, since a couple of years, I, I actually had a chance to meet you um, at an event at um, Athletes in Action it was pretty awesome. Um, and so just wanted to really get you on because I know that you've been a person that, you know, in my eyesight on, online and things like that, you've been doing a lot of things, uh, a lot of intricate things in the sport. And I'll let you kind of talk a little bit about that later as we get into what you do uh, currently. But just want to um, get started talking with you. Um, just let's take it all the way back. Um, how did you come up where you're from and then at what point in your life did sports begin to make its way into um your, just just your life mm, okay so i currently live in atlanta georgia uh, but i'm originally from the midwest so i'm from a small town outside of columbus ohio uh called pickerington oh yeah and yeah, so we, um, it's so funny too, how, so you ask, you know, how did basketball get into my life? I mean, it really honestly just was like the perfect alignment of the stars. So my dad, of course, played basketball um, in the ABA and um, he was with the Kentucky Colonels. And so obviously sports, well, basketball in particular was kind of in our bloodline, um, we played all sports coming up. So I did track, you know, um, hurdles and, you know, I had to use my height, right. I had to use these legs for something. <laughs> um, but ironically, when my family moved, we're originally from Akron, Ohio. Mm -hmm. So they moved us to Pickerington, had no idea at the time that it was actually a girls basketball powerhouse school. And so we just kind of touched down in the middle of um, you know, a situation where we were, you know, the school had been state champs and, you know, it didn't start off that way, but as you know, we kind of were coming up, they got to be really good. And then by the time we got to school, you know, high school, we were nationally ranked, um, you know, in the top five in the nation, you know, just, just a huge, huge girls basketball powerhouse. And so, um, it was just ironic that we ended up moving there, you know, and then me and my sister, of course, contributed to the success of the, the girls team. Um, but that what I noticed in that program is that we actually started early. So at their schools started organized sports in third grade. Mm. So each elementary school had its own team. And of course, my dad was a coach. And so, you know, we just I started super, super early really early playing the sport man so you know i'm definitely familiar with the ohio i mean i i went to high school in lima ohio um you know had yeah. family members play for ohio state i actually had a, a a younger family member that played on the boys team at pickerington um so pick i think they call it pick central um yeah now there's two so is that it's grown one? at the time i was there there was just one okay. and now there's two high schools yeah so we're growing man and it's a great area down in there it's like really growing a lot so um yeah. but that greater columbus area is just so full of basketball so um you know went on to be an all-american and so after that um you transitioned over 
to be a Gator. Kind of talk about that transition and, and just how excited you were. Well, so getting um, recruited out of high school, I mean, I really was in a, a awesome position. I was player of the year in the state. So, you know, I had my pick of schools to go to, which was a really good position. You know, all athletes, we want to be in that position. That's what we work for, right? right? Um, and so when I was choosing a school, you know, I just, I'm a... I love adventure <laughs> and I'm never afraid to step outside of my comfort zone. And so I was like, ah, Ohio, I've been here, done it. I want to go somewhere I haven't been, right. you know, I want to try something new. Let's go down South. So I just by default, you know, eliminated all schools that were in Ohio. <laughs> um, and <laughs> just by default, I, I remember sitting in my room, I had a map and I'm like, good grief. I can go here, 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 and here. Ooh, this is a lot to choose from. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, where do I want to be? So I kind of narrowed it down, you know, had my criteria. At the end of the day, the SEC for women's basketball was really strong. And I knew I wanted to be challenged day in and day out. Um, I didn't want to just coast through college. I want to see what I'm really made of. So I was like, I want to go where I got to actually compete and show up. So I was like, SEC is it. And mm -hmm. so I remember going on visits and I remember when I went to Duke and I was talking to one of their athletes and one of their women's basketball players, I was like, well, how do you know? You know, how do you know? And they're like, you'll just know. And I'm like, what does that mean? I'll just know. I, 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 that, that doesn't give me much to work with. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, whatever. So I go through the journey and I'm, you know, step on campus at Florida and I just knew. <laughs> wow. I just knew. Yeah. Man. So on campus as a Gator, uh, doing your thing down there, um, you know, it's probably so much that we can talk about, um, but maybe name your maybe one or two most memorable experiences while being there. Mm. There's I know that's, that's loaded, so but <laughs> many. I know. Well, I will say again, it just has to be one of those beautiful, you know, meant to be. I was supposed to be there moments because, um, you know, the friends, the class that I came in with, there was four of us. And the class that I came in with, you would not have put us together in any other arena um, mm. in life, right? We're so different, um, but yet we're so the same. And those girls have truly become my sisters. You know, we talk every day to this day. It's, gosh, we graduated in 01. So um, we're still the absolute best of friends, very, very close, you know, such an intricate part of each other's lives that for me, that's the biggest takeaway was the friendships that I developed with people that I never would have come across. I never would have met these girls otherwise. Wow. Do you have another one? Is that what is there? Is there some? So let's go with the um, I know, um, you know, you racked up a lot of points and different rebounds and things like when you approach the game, like what was it? I mean, you can even talk about talk back from like just how you went at practice. Like what was your driving mm -hmm. motivation? Um, yeah, when that's a good question. So for me, I was always really self-driven. And I remember in high school, I mean, there was goals and it still bothers me to this day that there's one goal I set for myself that I didn't accomplish. All the other <laughs> ones, I, I nailed them. But the one I remember when I was in high school and I was running sprints, right? Right. I remember it vividly. And, uh, you know, I was tired and I was like, no, you got to keep going, keep going, keep going. And I remember, you know, as I'm 
catching wind on the baseline trying to prep for the next whistle I was like T you want to be in the Olympics so you got to go like it starts today and so you know whistle blows and I take off you know running hard as I could could run because I just remember I was like I got a goal and I, I want to be in the Olympics I want to represent USA and that's the one that obviously I never did um but I just always had that drive in me. I knew what I wanted to do. You know, I knew I wanted to be the best on the court. I knew that when this game was over today, I want there to be no doubt that I'm better than my opponent. And yeah. I would show up every day and just do it. And so it, I just was always driven from within to, to be the best that I could be. I didn't need to be you know, the best in the world by any means, but I was like, I know what I'm capable of, so let's just get it done. <laughs> exactly. So when you, now I heard you say that you, you ran some track in high school? Oh yeah, not in high now, school. So in high school, actually I stopped. So I, I didn't, I did track all the way through middle school. And then okay, got after eighth grade, I was like, I got to focus on one and basketball is going to be it when I step into high school. Now I know in college, you know, when I was playing like a lot of, Sometimes you have a little crossover. Did you ever did you ever get tempted to touch the track? To go out there, work out a little bit with the team, or you know, was, funny. It, was it a temptation? Yeah, that's a funny question. So let me tell you why I stopped running track, actually, which kind of leads me into what I do now. I used to get so anxious and so nervous. Like I hated that feeling in track because it was all me, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's all you to you don't have a teammate you know to to defer to it's you or it's nobody and so I used to get so anxious before you know on, when you're on the line in the blocks you know you're just waiting for that moment and so you know I enjoyed track and you know, I did the hurdles 400 and the four gosh we did yeah it was the hurdles in the 400 and the four by four and so I enjoyed it was great at it but I didn't enjoy it as much as the team sport. You know, I wanted to have some teammates. I want to, you know, be out there with somebody. I want somebody, you know, to pass it to. Like, I just needed that. Yeah, I needed a little bit more of a team, uh, teamwork moment. So for me, that was really why I was like, ah, track is cool, but I'm a rock with basketball. <laughs> Man, that, that's funny. I mean, it's, it, I, I ran track as well up until high school, you know, and then I was told, you know, you got to pick one, you know. And I, honestly, that's one of the things, if I could go back, I wish I would have kind of stayed with because I loved it. Um, but, you know, later on, you do try to kind of try to specialize because I, you know, going pro and everything. And, and it's funny, uh, you mentioned your dad played for the uh, Kentucky uh, Colonels. Mm -hmm. um, the ABA was still around a little bit, um, you know, after I graduated 2004, 2005. And my very first pro game was in um, Kentucky against the Kentucky Colonels. Funny. <laughs> so it's pretty, it pretty <laughs> funny. But, uh, man, small world. But, yeah, yeah um, you know, uh, so we'll transition. Let's go from college, you know, um, always wanting to, you know, be better than your opponent, that drive, you know, um, has some high numbers, rebounds, points. Now you're crossing over to the pro rank. What was that? Let's talk about that. Let's say that that final day at, at Florida where it's like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm ready to leave. I'm ready to go work out, get ready for the draft. Like, what? Mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit. Well, the, the interesting thing about University of Florida is that 
we produce pro talent. And so, you know, when I got there and, you know, they, you know, most student athletes know they kind of put the the student athletes kind of together on campus. And so you kind of submerged in your own little world. And, you know, I was just around other athletes that had that same motivation that they were like, no, we're going pro. Like, that's what we're here for. You know what I mean? We're not here messing around playing games. We're here to go make some money. Yeah. And so, you know, of course, that was just kind of the energy on campus. That was the vibe. That was we all wake up, you know, we're 5 a.m., you know, can't even have C, but we're dragging ourselves to the gym and we're passing, you know, the football team on the field. We got to walk through the field and they're out there, you know, getting it in, too. And then we're passing, you know, the baseball team who's running, you know, down the sidewalk and they're up getting it in, too. So we all just kind of were there handling our business, just getting it done. And so it was just kind of the energy that was around. Um, And so it was real easy to kind of catch, you you catch the vapors. (laughs) You catch catch the vibe and that's just what it is. And that's what we do. And so that's what we're there for. So for me, it was just another day. Like, okay, we're up here, we're getting it done. I got four years to put in this work and make this my career. Cause that's, that was the whole purpose. I chose Florida because they produced professional women's basketball players and so I was like I'm not about to break that mold you know that's what I'm here for I know they can help me get there so it was always just kind of part of the plan that 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 speaks to me that's music to my ears because you know when there's a culture like that like that I mean and you know um, being a coach at a few colleges you know sometimes you have places where that has to be produced I mean I'm pretty sure at Florida at some point it wasn't there and it had to, mm-hmm. it might've been way back, but, you know, to be able to have that culture for an athlete, that's just like, oh my gosh, like, let's go. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just really good to hear that. And so, you know, let's talk about just that beginning um, phase. You've put in this work, you put in this four years of just preparation and hard work being in this culture. Now you're walking in, the beginning of where you wanted to go. Let's talk about that first year and being with the mystics. That was an interesting, um, it was interesting, uh, growth moment for me. So, um, it's so funny too. Cause when we got, when I got drafted the draft, um, it wasn't as big a production as it is now. And so I was actually in my, uh, teammates, um, apartment watch with one of our friends. Um, and he was with us, you know, he's super supportive and, um, we were watching it online and we were waiting to see if our names got called on the Mm -hmm. internet. (laughs) It's so, it was just, it's so funny that like, that's our draft moment. And so, you know, we were sitting there in front of the computer and, you know, round one goes and my name didn't get called. And so, you know, second round is up. And then I ended up being the 25th pick overall um, Mm -hmm. in the 2001 draft. And so, of course, I'm super excited. I'm like, okay, good. This is, let's, let's get it. This is, it's go time. And so I had been plagued with injuries throughout my career um, some back issues. And so when I went to the mystics, of course, I ended up having to be on injured reserve. I had some back pain, you know, had to sit out and I use it as a great opportunity to develop, of course, too. So, you know, I couldn't think I didn't really travel 
most games, um, but I would practice and, you know, just kind of do the rehab and get my body right. And mm-hmm. so for me, it was, it was very humbling to not one, have a starting position on a team, right. Which I historically had done. Um, because that's the goal, right? The goal is to get the minutes, the goal is to produce. And so for me, it was very humbling to not start one and then two, not even really play um, most of the season. And then three, you know, not travel. So it was a very new position for me to be in. Um, and again, that's kind of, I don't know if anybody has experienced injuries and, you know, setbacks and things like that. That's where you really start to see what you're made of in a different level. You know, I started to question, you know, okay, if you want this, you got to dig down and you got to get it done, you know, in a different way that you haven't had to before, because now you're at the pro level. So this is work. This is your job. So you got to produce. And so that That, first year mm -hmm. for me was very, very interesting. No, that's, that's, that's definitely understandable. I mean, you, you went through it and uh, great testimony to the fact that you were able to go through that and then end up playing several more seasons. Talk about that um, experience of just being out of the country and, and doing what you love and maybe being away from family or what mm-hmm. you've known, you know, and you're in a foreign place. Like, talk about that experience. Well, I will say, first and foremost, you know, to the people, the athletes who think, oh, I'll just go overseas. <laughs> you don't just go overseas. Like, you still got to, you know what I mean? Like, everyone's like, ah, I'll just default, you know, if it don't pop off here in the States, I'm just go overseas. Well, it's really not that easy. You know what I mean? You still got to be uh, recruited. You still, people still have to want you. You still have to produce. You still have to put up numbers. And they're looking at your you know, college resume and your professional resume here in the States to see if you're a viable candidate for them to give you any money. And so that's important, you know, to mention because I hear so many athletes are like, oh, I just, I'll just go overseas. Well, you know, it is, it, it's not that simple. Okay. Um, and I will say this because you are in certain situations, um, the money is different. Um, you got to love it. First and foremost, you got to love it if you're going to go overseas because you are being picked out of everything that you know. You are completely displaced. You don't oftentimes won't speak the language. You'll be in a locker room at a dinner table full of people that you can't even have a basic conversation with. And so it's not easy and it's not for everybody. And you got to love it. And I will say this, too. That's when I grew the most because that's when I grew, you know, as a person the most being overseas. Now it was my personality. Cause I was like, I remember my agent, my agent was like, Tamara, I can send you anywhere. He's like, you don't even care where you go. He's like, it's so refreshing to be able to represent you because I have so many other athletes on my roster who are like, won't go here, won't go here, won't go here, won't go here. And he's like, you're open for whatever. And that's just, again, totally my personality. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, let's just go, you know, and see, figure it out when we get there. (laughs) So I had a lot of different places that I played that, you know, I never would have gone to these countries. Otherwise, I never would have gone to Iceland. I never would have gone to Bulgaria. I never would have gone to, um, you know, Russia. I never would have gone 
to any of these places if it wasn't for the sport of basketball. Um, and so you got to be open. If this is the route that you choose, you got to be wide open. You can't have a list of restrictions. <laughs> you know, you got to be open to letting this sport take you where it will take you and whatever team, you know, you touch down in, you got to show up and just produce for that team. And so, um, that is important for athletes to know, because again, like I said, I hear it all the time. I'll just go overseas, but they have no idea what they're getting into. They have no idea what they're in for. Um, but yeah, it was just a great growth, you know, years. I was eight years overseas and I grew so much, um, as a person, cause again, you're isolated. You have a lot of time to think, a lot of time to reflect, a lot of time to be alone, a lot of time, you know, to just get to know yourself in a different way. Um, you know, that we, we really need to take that time in our twenties our is the best time to do that. Definitely. What was your, out of your several years of playing over there, what, what was your, what was your favorite stop? I mean, uh, country, you know, just, you know, just something you enjoy. Like if one place you could go back to mm-hmm. and you were playing today, which one would it be? One place I would go to, honestly, it would be Greece. Um, hands down it would be great. well i'm sorry spain was great too <laughs> spain but i will say so it's funny so i was two years in spain and that was easier because i speak the language so i speak spanish so i could have you know full conversation i could live easier there um china was amazing because there's no other country you can go to where you're going to see that kind of architecture and that number of people i was in shanghai i mean 14 million people at the time i lived there in the city in that city i mean that's just ridiculous um so everybody's got to go you know to the asian continents and see those types of you know architecture and lifestyle and things like that people brushing their teeth on the sidewalk i mean it was just it was crazy um but you know, again, I'm a Florida girl now, right? I like the South, so palm trees and the whole bit. So the Mediterranean climate was was my thing. So I remember when I went to Greece and I had wished, I really wished it worked out better there for me because I was like, I'm going to retire here. Like, this is my spot. I think I found my one country that I'm going to post up in and just kind of ride this thing out. Um, but of course, you know, the team ended up folding, president quit and all that stuff. You know, it happens from time to time. But but by far, Greece was the one place I was like, I'm coming. I'm coming back. Like, this is going to be my spot from here on out. No, that's that's really good. And that's some of those places I, I def, I'm definitely excited to visit. I love the imagery that you give, especially the architecture, because I went to college to be an architect to begin with before basketball happened. <laughs> but nice. um, I definitely would love to get over there and see some of that. Um as we transition to close this thing out, let's let's get over to talking about what you do now. If you could explain to our people a little bit about what you have your hands in now. So um, what I do now, I actually work with athletes and coaches and teams um, as a psychologist. And so, you know, I know it freaks a lot of people out <laughs> in the word psychologist, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just a scientist of the mind. I study the mind and I study how the mind impacts our behavior. And I use, you know, those findings, um, to help people overcome their challenges and overcome their sticking points and overcome, you know, their roadblocks, um, basically get out of their own way because, um, all the whole, the majority of the time, you know, like I said, when I was overseas, 
And even, you know, when I transitioned into, you know, my rookie year um, in the WNBA, you know, again, it was all new territory for me. And so you got to have different conversations with yourself that you've never had before. And, you know, you start to see what you're really made of in different aspects that you haven't had to look at before. And so, you know, I just remember needing somebody or something to help me at different points in my career. And so my thing, you know, again, as paying it forward, um, I'm that person. <laughs> so I, it was always important to me to be what I needed when I was coming up for somebody else. And so that's really just what I do now. You know, I'm, I'm, I am that person that you can call, you know, pregame, you know, you can call after the game, you can call, you know, overseas, you know, whatever um, point you're at where you're like, yo, there's something, something's there, but I don't really know what, let's just kind of work this through. I'm your girl for that. And so, you know, it's always been important to me to just pay it forward to the sport that gave me so much. Um, because I know what these athletes are experiencing and I know the frustration that the coaches are experiencing <laughs> because they're trying to pull, you know, the best out of their athletes. And sometimes there's just comes a point where you, you just hit a wall and you're like, I'm not making any progress with this kid. Um, and so it's not that the kid doesn't want to, they just don't know how, because there's some, they got to reframe and, you know, there's a lot internally that needs to be reworked and it's easy but they oftentimes don't know what to do or who to call. So you call me and we get it done. Uh, that's really good stuff. And I, I remember uh, just going through some trainings and different things at the D1 level when I was actually coaching there. Um, it was a big deal. You know, they were starting to put a lot of um, emphasis on that because there were a lot of different, um, you know, situations starting to happen, coming public. Um, and so, you know, what you're doing is just something that is just, really needed and especially going through it as an athlete you can kind of you know just see that there's different things going on and then even as a coach just seeing the different situations that players go through so um it i, I really love you know the space that you're working in because it's, it's highly needed um what now if somebody wanted to reach out to you because they you know needed your services where how can they contact what's the best way to contact yourself the best way um, to connect with me would be right now, Instagram, um, or you could go to my website. Uh, my Instagram, I'll start with that, is Tamara.Stocks. My um, contact information, you can DM me there, um, send me a message, and I will absolutely respond. Um, or you can visit my website, idealperformanceinstitute.com, and connect with me that way as well. Man, this is this is so amazing to have you on and talk about these kind of things, as well as, you know, your life and sports and different things like that. I know you gave a lot of nuggets throughout, you know, that, you know, athletes could pick up on. I picked up on some of them, but just to leave our athletes, um, if they could say one thing that they listen to that they could take away from this, what's something that, and it could be one of the same things that you said, but what's one thing that you can leave them with that they can take with them after they listen to this episode? Mm, so many things um, <laughs> <laughs> to narrow it to one. Um, you know what? I will say this. We kind of live in a world right now where everybody talks about, you know, finding, doing what you're passionate about and, you know, following your passion 
and you know all of these things right you hear that all the time yeah and so the thing about athletics is that it gets a little bit tricky sometimes because you know a lot of times you're in it not you may have been passionate about it at one time and then sometimes there comes a moment where you're like this isn't fun anymore right and unfortunately because we do live in a society that's like oh well follow your passion if you're not loving it then don't do it and go do what you love. Well, we're multifaceted people. Of course, we're going to love multiple things. There's different avenues. You know, since I stopped playing basketball, I want to say I probably had, you know, five different careers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you, you're, we're, of course, we're interested and passionate about a multitude of things. Um, but, you know, in those moments where you don't love it so much um, and it does start to feel more like a job than what you may be originally wanted it to feel like. Um, do take the time to, you know, have those quiet moments with yourself where you can, you know, just appreciate everything that the sport has given you, um, appreciate the fact that, you know, you have full function of your, you know, mind, your arms, your legs, you know, all of those things that you can show up and do something that you do enjoy on some level. And, and remember, that the passion and everything is going to come from within. It doesn't matter which team you're on. You know, it's not about, well, I'll switch teams and then life will be better. You know, I'll transfer schools and life will be better. No, you're going to take you everywhere you go. So you got to get you right first. You know, you got to make sure you're um, connected to the sport in whatever way you can be connected to it to show up and give everything you have every day. You know, whether that's, you know, the goal of, oh, I want to be pro or I want to do it for the money or I want to do it to set mom up or I want to, you know, just do it, you know, to prove that I'm the greatest of all time. Whatever that is, you know, we can work through it and find something that actually really does resonate with you. And I think that's important worth that's worth mentioning because I do work with a lot of athletes who are on the verge of walking away and they're like, you know, I don't love it anymore. And so sometimes with just a couple of conversations and a couple of, you know, psychological, you know, mental and emotional strategies, we actually can help them tap back into that love that they have. And if they didn't take the time to do that, they would have just walked away and left it all you know, and still been unhappy because it had nothing to do with the sport itself. It was other stuff. And so um, I know that's a lot, but I say that to say that 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 is worth mentioning because, you know, again, I've been there and as athletes, I hear that a lot. Um, And so it's not about just follow the passion and just go, you know, do everything that you want and then walk away and abandon everything you've worked for. That's sometimes that's the case and sometimes it's not, but take the time to really, you know, kind of do some some further digging, (laughs) some internal searching, and find that thing that actually connected you to begin with and, and, and go from there. Man, that's good stuff. That's probably some of the greatest advice I've ever heard um, because I've been around a lot of people that have, you know, are exactly what you're um, describing. Want to walk away, don't love it no more, losing the love for it. You know, so that's really, really good stuff right there. I'm glad you um, mentioned that to leave with our athletes. So, uh, man, I really appreciate it um, this time. Um, thanks for taking time, right, especially in the middle of the holiday season, um, to come on and talk with us. Um, definitely greatly appreciate it. Um, and thanks for letting me interview you. <laughs> you are more than welcome. Yeah, and happy <laughs> holidays to you, too, and the family, you newlywed. 
Oh, uh, no. <laughs> man, uh, right in the heart of that as well. So I appreciate that. And um, so, man, grateful, so grateful for this. Um, everyone, make sure you um, take advantage of um, what she's doing. Visit her website. Um, hit her up on Instagram. Follow her. Um, check her out. Check out what she's doing. Um, also, if you want to listen to the replay of this episode, make sure you visit my website at lewisshine.com and click on the podcast and you'll get every podcast, including this one that you can um, listen to and, and gain more information um, as well as um, I'll be posting everything on social media. You can follow me at everything at Lewis Shine on every platform. Um, but until till, again, thank you so much for listening to interview you. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode.